0: You're listening to Jai Long and this is Make Your Break. Whether you're a big-hearted creative or an aspiring entrepreneur, let's take action on your dreams, reconnecting you with your why and giving you the how. I'm here to dish out actionable mindset tips and fun industry secrets to help you blow up your biz. From eye-opening reality checks to motivational gold, no two episodes are ever the same. So tune in weekly. Skip the FOMO and let's dive into the deep together. Hey guys, Jai here again. Episode 160, 169. I can't believe it. Today, I've got Rebecca on the show. She is from her business, Venture Out Photography, and she's a Canadian adventure wedding photographer and storyteller. She has been growing leaps and bounds inside the six-figure business map over the last 12 months and I wanted to bring her story story to you to help you in your journey because so often we just want to hear how someone's made their break. What do they do to hit those big milestones and how do they keep pushing through, through the highs and through the lows and everything else that comes towards us. Hey, if you're listening to this live right now as well, this one might not be relevant for you later on, but my signature course, The Six Figure Business Map is open for enrollment right now for a I think just a couple more days, depending on when you're listening to it. So you can head over to my website, which is sixfigurebusinessmap.com. So sixfigurebusinessmap.com. And you'll see all the details there. If you did miss it, you can join the waitlist because we will have another cohort and enrollment in a little while, in a few months. But um, otherwise, now's the time to jump on. And uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun these last couple of days with the workshop and all the big things that have been happening. I'm excited to talk to Rebecca and I'm excited that you're here. And you know me, I'm just always excited. It's always fun. So yeah, let's get into today's episode. Hey, Rebecca, welcome to the podcast. How are you?
1: Good, Jai. How are you?
0: I'm really good. So good to have you finally on the show. Um, I have been following all the things you've been doing, your journey through the last 12 months inside the business map. And um, we know that getting you on the show is going to help so many people, creative entrepreneurs in their journey. So thank you for getting on the show and sharing your story.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me. I mean, like if I could go back in time and pinch myself that I was going to be doing this one day, I wouldn't believe it. So thank you so much.
0: It's so cool, hey! When you sort of like uh, work towards something and you hit like bigger milestones, and then and then you become like a success story that you get to share with the world.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. <laughs>
0: hey, um, so let's dive in. I want to hear your origin story on how your business came about and um, why you quit your job to to pursue photography.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of. a random but seamless story, how it all happened. But um, I guess my interest in photography began a few years ago. Um, My husband and I are big adventurers and living in British Columbia, we do a lot of hiking and camping. So I bought my first camera, I think back in 2018, and we would just document our adventures, post them to Instagram, that kind of thing. We did get some traction on Instagram, worked with some brands, doing some promo work, but it was always very much a hobby and not something I took seriously. At that point, I had graduated from university with a degree in psychology, and I landed a corporate job shortly after that, and I was there for a few years. And I think how it all happened was I eloped in 2020 and then I came across your wedding photography summit in November um, from my wedding photographer who posted about it. And I just remember being like, okay, there's this event. It's $7. It's about photography. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? I must be able to learn something from it. So um, it was amazing. All the photographers on there are so well-respected and I learned so much despite not having kind of an interest in photography just yet or kind of it just being on the back of my mind. But if fast forward to January of last year, I remember just having a chat with my husband and just saying how stagnant I felt where I was in my corporate job mm. and how I didn't feel like I was moving forward in any way. Mm. And I'm a very passionate person. So if I feel like I'm not fulfilled in any way, it's hard for me to kind of thrive and you know enjoy myself and enjoy life so I knew that a change needed to happen but I wasn't exactly set that it was going to happen in photography for me but then I came across your podcast and I listened to that so religiously uh, like every day for I think weeks on end and I just got so inspired by it and then I think I just got to March and I don't know what came over me but I was like I'm going to become a full-time wedding photographer and I'm going to quit my job in a couple of weeks and I'm just going to do it. And I don't know if you want to call it like delusion or optimism, but at that point I was just like, I'm just going to send it. I'm going to do it. And then my last shift was actually a year ago this weekend. And I joined Business Map shortly after that. And it's just been a wild ride since then. So I definitely built my business from like the ground up because I, went into it with no bookings, nothing under my belt, just ready to see what kind of happens. Yeah.
0: I love that story. One interesting thing about that story is I noticed you didn't really talk about the pandemic or anything else there. You just sound like you're full of optimism and ready for change in yourself. And you kind of went for it, right? And why I bring that up is because in that time when you decided to quit your job and go full-time, many other people were thinking a lot of different things on like, you know, now we can't do it and it's, the hard, it's harder than it's ever been and and like sort of um, facing up towards so many different um, barriers. So for you, like when you, when you did decide to go full-time, did you get much pushback from people, from like colleagues or from family or and did anyone tell you it was the wrong time?
1: Yeah. I mean, I got a little bit of both. Um, I'm really lucky that my husband is so supportive of me and he's the best to me and all that. So he was super supportive, but I think it's kind of like the older generations. I had a really hard time convincing that it would happen. And, you know, it's mm. um, some friends that, you know, I hate to say it are no longer friends anymore because that's what happens when you start a new business, for example. Um, you start
0: outgrowing people.
1: Exactly. That's exactly what it is. But you know, you know you have to go through that. It's growing pains, so and that's okay. But um I it's it is funny that you say that because I look back on the past couple years during the pandemic and of course so many um, you know, struggles we had to go through and everything like that. But I grew so much over these past couple years, and I do attribute it to that and also the people around me who were kind of skeptical because it made me feel like I'm gonna sh- you even harder because i know that i can do this and i was so confident in it but um it is hard to i guess show people that when you don't have much to show for it yourself but it was for me that passion that optimism that i was like i'm gonna prove everyone wrong i'm gonna prove my supporters right and i got it
0: love that so how did you like because a lot of us we overcome um the fear of like people I, i guess like judging us or not believing us in us and stuff so how did you find the courage to bet on yourself
1: Uh, I guess the thing I always like think about at the end of the day was like how like what is my worst case scenario and for me my worst case scenario was never that bad I'm like Mm -hmm. you know what like okay, let's say this doesn't work. Well, what's the worst thing? I'll find another job that I'm unhappy with, you know? Like, there's always going to be an option for me to find something else to start over. And I'm someone who's totally comfortable with failure. Um, Mm -hmm. That's just always been something in me, you know, throughout school, throughout growing up and stuff like that. Like, I've gone through a lot of hardships. So I know what it's like to be at the bottom. So for me, I just knew that I had upwards. Yeah, it was only up from there. And I think that that's kind of what really gave me the courage was knowing that I have gone through those moments. I've gone through those moments of hardship and I've always overcome them. So for me in that moment, I was like, oh, the worst thing that happens is I try again. So I'm just going to... You gonna know, go not many people
0: think it. like that. So it's so important, you know, as, a, as an entrepreneur to have that mindset. But Um, Many people will say stuff like, I don't have anything. I don't have anything in the bank account. I don't have anything. They don't realize it means like they've got nothing to lose. And so we always think, yeah, we always think like we have one chance only. And then if you blow that chance, then you, you, for some reason, the rest of your life is just going to be misery and you have to go back to doing the things you don't want to do when you can just roll the dice again and you can try again.
1: Yeah, exactly. For me, I was like, yeah, like I said, it was just the worst thing that happens is I fail and I have tomorrow to try again and do something different. So if it was a no brainer for me to just go for it.
0: I love that so much. So Tell me, like, I know we sort of glazed over your origin story and everything, but I want to sort of dive in a little bit deeper because I didn't realise, like, for, for starters, that uh, you've only really just started, you know, so... It wasn't long ago at all, um, but I know there's so many people right now in the same situation as you, and they either want to quit their job or I actually got an email today that... um that's one of the sailors in the business that quit their job yesterday. And I'm the first person that told, which is really cool. So, so many people gone through the exact same moment that you have just gone through. So, I do want to hear sort of a little bit more about the like logistics of how you actually dealt with, like, for one, like telling your partner about, like, I'm going to quit my job and, and go full time, um, telling your boss, sort of giving up a career that you had and then and going into a whole new career that you may not really know about yet
1: yeah exactly. yeah from the start i I was a little scared. I'm not gonna lie, but I think that my like optimism outweighed that for sure. But in order to be ready, but I guess my always thing is like, and I think it's a common misconception is we're never ready to do anything. Mm. Like in all reality, Mm. I can't name one thing that you're (laughs) always hundred percent ready for because that's just not the point of growing and the point of moving forward. So I always had that in the back of my mind, but you know, it was really nerve wracking telling my husband because I, um, was worried for our future. I'm like, okay, well, I am comfortable. We have benefits. You know, it's just things like that. I'm like, how can I give this up? This is a nine to five, it's secure. And then, and I know you've mentioned this before, and that really triggered a thought in my head. And I was like, you're never really secure in anything. Like everything can be taken away from you no matter what. So for me, it was like, okay, you know what? I need to detach myself from this idea that I'm comfortable and I'm secure. So I kind of, yeah, I felt yeah, it's like a false sense a of security,
0: bit. isn't it? Like, Absolutely. if you get a corporate job and you're working for someone else. It really is a false sense of security.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting actually. And I didn't mention I did get laid off during my time at my corporate job during the at whole your safe job. of the pandemic. My safe job. So I almost <laughs> like smack myself. I'm like, girl, are you serious? Like, you got laid off. Like, why mm-hmm. are you so committed and feel like you're so secure in this when it's like anything can happen to you at any point. So, telling my husband, he was so, so supportive of me. He absolutely sees the best in me and our future. So, he was like my number one cheerleader throughout this whole thing. Actually, summoning the courage to tell my family and friends took a little bit more from me because, again, I just felt like, and this is imposter syndrome coming, I just felt like I didn't have anything to show for myself. And I just really needed people to trust me. And I'm lucky I did get a lot of trust from people for the most part, but I'm not gonna lie, telling my boss was one of the scariest things I've ever had to go through, especially because I thought about it maybe a week before I was gonna quit. I'm like, screw Mm -hmm. it, I'm just doing it next week. I'm gonna quickly draft up this resignation. And even the day I actually quit, I didn't intend to quit that day. I intended to quit like a week later, But I was just like, I'm going to do it. And honestly, to my pleasant surprise, they were even so supportive of me. So I don't know what I was so scared of. And I don't know what we're so scared of because it'll always be okay.
0: Totally. I actually remember when I quit my job to become a full-time wedding photographer and my boss was like, yeah, that makes sense. Like I I thought you were going to quit sometime because you're just, you're too ambitious to stay in a job.
1: (laughs) Oh, exactly that. And I did get a lot of comments like that, where it's like, I always knew you were going to start a business. Like I always saw you doing something bigger for yourself. And that's just, that was my driving factor too, was like, again, like I went through a lot as a child and I always knew that like, I had to make a better future for myself, no matter what, because I didn't get a chance. Uh, to get that from someone else. So Mm. for me, yeah, especially with my husband, that was the bigger thing for me, the bigger picture. I'm like, what can I do for our futures? What can I do for my future? So I just set my eyes on that target on the future and the life that I can create for myself. All the other stuff was just fluff in between and I was okay with it.
0: What does it mean to you like creating a business that it's your own and you're doing it, you know, yourself?
1: Honestly, it it means everything and like I said, I'm so passionate um, about everything I do and I definitely put 100% of myself in everything. I just know even when it came to quitting my 9 to 5, I had to tell myself like you can only get 100% results from this if you put 100% in and that's the way that I operate So, I mean, on that
0: one. (laughs) Yeah,
1: right. I just, that's how I have always operated. So, yeah, for me, again, it was like a no brainer going into that. But yeah.
0: You know, like I think people like yourself and and myself that run at 100% all the time, it's it's hard to sort of have this as a side hustle because you know, if you're not putting 100% into it, you know, you're not going to get 100% out of it. And so you always know that your job is actually the thing holding you back from what you want to do. And it's hard, like you said, to try and ride out the job for as long as possible. When really, you know, if you just quit today, you can get started putting 100% into what you actually want to do
1: absolutely and like now my business is my baby like i love it and every you know milestone i hit every good thing that happens even the bad things that happen it's just like i it feels so good to be in control of it mm. and to be able to put my passion into something 100% and it's it's all mine and like it means everything to me yeah everything
0: yeah that's so cool It's real interesting because I think when you first started, it's a bit different to when I started, there was way less education, way less community. It doesn't sound like that long ago, but in 2013, like, yeah, community, it was definitely competition over community for sure. For you, like, how supported did you feel sort of quitting and even like joining um, the business map and my programs and our community and everything?
1: I mean, even like joining the business map, by the time I got to that point where I wanted to join, I feel like it was a no brainer for me to do it. And it was funny. It's kind of like, you know, that quote where it's um, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. It was very much that kind of happened for me, like the transition from finding you from the summit to um, the actual business map. Um, It just happened so perfectly. And for me, I have a background, obviously, in going to university and education. I'm a big learner. I love to read. I love to learn. I function well with a group of people collaborating. Mm -hmm. So the business map is especially unique in that way because of like the collaboration how we show up for each other you know even um how you encourage discussion and us just kind of showing up and sharing each other's wins and stuff and it just feels like you're having all these supporters that you almost haven't even met right like I'm totally the people in person but now I actually have like all these Um, kind of like friends almost like from all over the world that are cheering me on when there was a lot of people in my life like around me that didn't actually cheer me on. So it means everything. And the one thing I would definitely suggest to especially people starting out is that's the number one thing that you should invest in is education.
0: Yeah. Um, I definitely did like a couple of workshops, but it was more so like, um, you know, one day workshop or two day workshop. And then when you make a whole lot of friends, but then you leave and you didn't really get to connect or there was no Facebook group or anything. So, you know, it was like a distant memory a couple of weeks straight after the event. But, um, yeah, I am actually curious. I mean, just, just because, I mean, uh, where are you now with your business? Like, are you like book lots of work? Are you making money?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's crazy to even say out loud, but like, I'm like full time. This is my gig. It pays all my bills. (laughs) Like I am working hustling like Monday to Friday, like doing my thing eight hours a day. um, Like I'm just about booked out for this year. I'm accepting maybe another little handful here and there next year is so crazy already. Um, I'm probably only going to accept another handful. So I just I'm flabbergasted because I went from nothing to being booked out within I guess it was technically like seven or eight months
0: yeah exactly and I think um like when I first started that was an unheard of story like it was an impossible story in fact Mm -hmm. it was like unless you were that so special that you won all the awards and you're featured in all the places and you had that many people after you you could have that success but Um, now it's like, you can quit your job and then join a community. You can learn a whole bunch of things. You can go out there and straight away hustle on the right things and you can get huge success like that in such a short amount of time. It's incredible.
1: Yeah, it's, it has been crazy. And, uh, this is, and like, I see this from other people that I've chatted with and stuff. It's like, how did it happen? You know, like I'm trying, I'm trying, I've been doing it for this long. And it's just one of those things where it's like growth is so exponential. You have to Mm -hmm. be patient. You have to put in the work, put in the love and care to it. And once you get to a point where, you know, you get those few inquiries, it just skyrockets from there. Cause then by then you've established yourself, you've got a good flow going on about your business. And that's, what happened to me. I got all my bookings basically within the last three months is how I booked out this year, and next year. So it'll happen. Yeah.
0: Do you find business fun?
1: I I love it. I don't know. I feel like silly sometimes and I feel like people think I'm a little wild, but I look forward to it in the morning. Like I look forward to going to sit at my desk with my cup of coffee and start my day, look at my emails, show up on social media, see what's going on, seeing if my clients need me. I love to check mm-hmm. in on them sometimes, shoot them a text. And I just, I love it. And like the actual creating part of it, the shooting and the editing, like I just, I live for it. It, fuels me up. So it's been wild.
0: It's so cool. You know, like everyone that I get on the podcast or talk to, it's always the same theme that um, even people that have, you know, they started 10 years ago and they hated business because they just, that's what you're supposed to do. And then now they like have fallen in love with their business and with business in general. And now they don't even see it as work. And they live for not only just taking photos or doing their art, but also that aspect of things as well, which is just mind blowing. I definitely contribute having that mindset around like having fun in your business, like having fun, like you were saying, like just talking to your clients, you are a part of a community as well. So you're checking Facebook and, and Instagram and stuff and you're looking around what everyone else is doing, which means like you're not really sitting there comparing and, and, you know, sort of like bringing yourself down. You're actually getting lifted up. Yeah. Would you say like the fact that you find this fun makes your life just so much easier?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I look back on myself when I was working my corporate job, and I like just remember viewing the world in such a more negative light, I guess. You know, it's so hard. I, and this was another thing that made it such a no brainer to leave because I was just like, I'm contributing 40 hours of my week to this job. And like, if I'm not fulfilled and I don't love it, then what am I (laughs) doing? I bring that home with me, right? So, I know that it even started to like impact the relationships around me and little things like that. And I just had a really hard time finding things to enjoy even outside of work. But now that I like love what I do, it's just, my energy has changed. Everyone around me is just like, I've never seen you so happy and so full of life and like you're thriving and like what you were made to do meant to do. You're finally doing and Like I can see how much, you know, this has changed your life for the better. So I'm in love. It
0: changes all aspects of your life, doesn't it? Like the quality of
1: life. Oh yeah. I mean, it's just, we know that from psychology, like if you have a positive mindset, you view the world Mm -hmm. more positively. And for me, it's like, if I love what I do that 40 hours a week now that I love it, like outside of work, it's like, I love my, like, I can't help but love all the other aspects of my life. Mm. Yeah,
0: exactly. And and I think a lot of the times that's when like our life deteriorates, when it's um, if you're not happy at 40 hours a week, the other 40 that you're spending with your friends and your family and everything is going to be like nowhere near as good and fulfilling because you're always thinking about how you got to go back to work on Monday and how, you know, you got to do all the things that you don't want to do.
1: Exactly that. And, you know, I, I wanted to stop being that person that talked about work after work Cause you know, you bring it home. Oh, I had mm-hmm. such a rough day. Oh, this happened at work today. Oh, it was like, it's such a pain or whatever. And now I'm just like, Oh, it feels good to talk about work positively. Like, totally. you know, share awesome stories with my family and friends. So yeah, it's been everything to me.
0: Yeah, it's funny. I've got a friend that works a nine-to-five and he's always like, oh, I hate Mondays, man. They're my least favourite. And I'm like, I love Mondays. I get to go back to doing what I love to do. Yeah, Yeah, plan out my week, you know, meet some new people. You know, it's just my favourite day.
1: (laughs) Me too, yeah.
0: Um, What you were saying before, you are talking about, like, you know, hating your job and then doing it for a long time. There's a a famous comedian in in Australia and he has a joke about, like, he wanted to become a comedian full-time. Uh, And he used to be a roofer. So he used to put roofs on houses and he's like, I hated that job so much. So I decided to do it for 11 years, you know, before he quit his job. And I think Mm -hmm. so many of us do that. Like we don't realize like we hate our job that much, but then for some reason we do it for most of our lives or for years and years and years before we get our courage to like go and do something that we actually like to do.
1: Yeah. And I, I feel like it's embedded in us, that that's, what's normal. Um, You know, we're meant to hate work. We're meant to hate, you know, we're only doing it for the money and we're, we're meant to dislike it. But now knowing that there's actually a possibility out there to enjoy what you do, like, and make a living for yourself. It's just, Mm -hmm. you don't associate those two things in society anymore. It's really hard. And I think that that's where entrepreneurship is so incredible because you can actually control your happiness as well as all other aspects of your business.
0: Well, you can make your business fun, like you don't have to do the things that you don't want to do, or like you don't have to do it when you don't want to do it and I think a lot of people don't realize that you have so much control and Another thing that you're talking about before was um you know you can have a false sense of security by having a job and working for someone else. but the problem is you have to rely on that person's willingness to uh evolve and grow and learn and educate themselves and get better and take market share and do all those things for you to have security in your business. And if the business is going downhill, like everyone on board, that ship is going to sink with it as well. So when you do work for yourself, a lot of the times, and especially I guess like in the older generations, they think it's more risky, but the way I see it, it's less risky because then I've got stuff in my control. Like I can control what's happening, how I react to the market, how much I learn, how many books I read, what communities I go to, who I learn from, I've got so much in my control that right now I feel like um, it'd be pretty hard to put me out of business.
1: Oh, absolutely. Just being at the top now for myself and my business, like I've never felt so empowered by it. So yeah, absolutely. It's the best job in the world.
0: (laughs) Hey, so what does motivate you? Like even just on a day-to-day basis, like what gives you the motivation that you need to keep hustling your work?
1: I think my relationship with my clients and I guess like my peers as well, other photographers, other creatives, I would say like a big reason I show up is for them. Um, I have a fantastic relationship with all of my clients. So it's so something awesome. that I've always put such an emphasis on building trust and like a good experience. So I show up for them always. Um, and that's what motivates me to get up, to be you know diligent, to be on time, to be productive and organized and also just to have fun with it. This one common comment I get from my clients is like, we booked you because we know how passionate you are. Like, we know Mm -hmm. that you just love this. You love your job and you want to do this. And it makes me want to cry all the time because I'm just like, oh, like I'm able to like make that kind of an impact where people are wanting to book me because just of how passionate I am about this. So it's that stuff that keeps me motivated, knowing that like I'm making an impact on people's lives. And like I said, I'm just, I'm a very passionate person. I put my all into something. So I know if I don't show up for one day, like I'm, I feel like I'm missing out. So that's just what's, yeah, it gets me up in the morning every day. Yeah.
0: You know, um, I'm redoing a lot of the stuff inside the business. I'm redoing the whole business map right now. So we're re-recording and we're we're rewriting. I just wrote out the the marketing module. (laughs) And one thing with the marketing module, um, I talk about like, so you have pool marketing and push marketing and, and push marketing is what most people do, especially if you're struggling. And that's like giving discounts and like running ads and, and trying to like push your services onto people. But pool marketing is about building a brand around like what you do around you, right? And what you're saying is like, you are oozing so much passion because you're just giving it to everyone, showing everybody it attracts people into your realm. Like you, you now are like a magnet and you're attracting the work instead of pushing people, um, services onto people that they don't want by doing, you know, dodgy marketing tactics or whatever it is. Like you've got a few clients, you serve them at the highest level, you're building your brand around that. People know that you, you're client-centric and you show up for them and now the word spreads and all of a sudden you're probably going to get too much work. <laughs>
1: yeah I'm at a point where like I'm a little overwhelmed but I absolutely love it but you know it's interesting because I'm not the person who's getting like hundreds of bookings like I'm getting the bookings that I'm very like yeah. yeah yeah and that I I want and um I think like because I didn't have a lot of work under my belt, I had to take a very client centered approach and like really build on that trust. Um, totally. so showing up, being honest, being passionate, um, not being afraid to get vulnerable and honest with people. So by the time I would get that inquiry, um, my client would already have a really good understanding of who I am and like, that mm-hmm. I love my job and that I'm, you know, excited to work and I'm trust I'm trustworthy and I could be a good friend to them. And So that's just always great because by the time they come to me, they're almost ready to book. They just want to get like a few more details. So I didn't really have to do um, too much of like the discounting or the ads and stuff. And I'm really happy that I skipped those kind of, Beginner mistakes totally. that I could have made it right. So, and I do attribute that to the business map as well. I think that I actually was able to skip over a lot of things that I thought I needed to do, but I absolutely didn't need to do. I just needed to focus on the right things at the right time.
0: You know, like there's a little secret in there that I think a lot of people will miss. And what you're saying is, you know, many of us, and especially when people first join the business map, they always say like, Hey, I need a hundred clients and, and hundreds of inquiries and, and hundreds of people on the website. And I need thousands more followers. And like what you're saying is like, Hey, I didn't have many clients. I had the right ones. And I worked on those people. And a lot mm-hmm. of us, we don't realize like you literally it's, you have an advantage if you don't have many clients. And if you've got one client right now, you can work on that one person. That's so all you need to do. You need to work on that one relationship. How can you serve them at the highest level? Because that one person always turns to two and then you can work on the two and then they'll turn to three. Then you can work on the three. So, Too often, we're putting our attention into trying to pull in too many people and serve too many people and be liked by too many people, but then we attract nobody. And if we just put our attention into the people that actually love what we do and they care for the work that we make, then our business will explode. It's a longer approach, but it's a more sustainable approach.
1: Absolutely. And like the one thing I want to say, and I'm happy that like I learned this from the beginning, was you don't need to have it all perfect from the beginning. And you just want to follow that one client along every aspect of your business. And Mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing for me that I I attribute a lot of like my success today to was establishing my ideal client very early on my, you know, my perfect client, what do they look like? How, how do they want to feel all of that? And I worked along the line with them. Okay. Like what kind of um, content would they love to see? What kind of branding would they love to see? Okay. Once I get that inquiry, what kind of experience do they want? Mm -hmm. And I just worked with them along the line that way. and perfected things as I went, um, as opposed to worrying about, you know, like what colors am I using? What do my client gifts look like? It's just, I took it one step at a time and perfected the experience for that one client. And then the rest just came so naturally.
0: Yeah. I love that so much. Hey, I actually thought about like talking about client experience and all these little things. A lot of people underestimate how much Every little experience matters, right? And I was thinking about this today, weird analogy, but I was going for a walk and um, a little rock landed in my shoe. And while I was walking, I was like, oh, I should stop and get that out. And I was like, oh, I'll just keep walking. It's fine. And then I was just thinking how uncomfortable that tiny little rock is. And No matter like how comfortable I am right now, I only think about that little one thing. And I think about that with our businesses. Like a lot of the times... Um, there is one small thing that makes your clients uncomfortable, one small thing that you didn't think of that, you know, like slips through the gaps or something. And if you don't work on one thing at a time to see where your client's going through, then they may have a rock in their shoe. And it's, it means it doesn't matter how good everything else is, they're going to be uncomfortable or they're not going to feel served or they're not going to be happy or whatever it is.
1: Absolutely. Like could not have said that any better. That's such a good analogy. Like I was just thinking about this uh, the other day and I was chatting with one of my clients because I do like to um, get a little open with them, a little vulnerable. And we kind of chit chat even about our relationship. And one of the things that I think that, set me apart from a lot of other photographers they had inquired with, I guess you could say, because that's something that we all need to consider is when you get an inquiry, nine times out of 10, they inquired with someone else. That's just how it happens. (laughs) So, you know, there's thousands of talented photographers. Like I look at some people's pages and I'm like, wow, like we have artists that like around us. So You really need to think about what sets you apart. And that really is that client experience, making your clients feel very comfortable. And the one thing that they, or the three things I guess they appreciated was the fact that um, I always got back to them super quickly Mm. and we're creatures of convenience. We're always going to hop on what comes fast. That's just how it works. Um, so I always knew, and maybe this is my humble beginnings, but I always was ready to go with that inquiry. Like, how can I talk to them right away? Uh, the other thing was actually meeting them, like being eager to meet them in person. And if I really couldn't meet them in person, at least over a Zoom call, because Again, this is all the psychology student talking in me, but building trust is so important with seeing someone's face, hearing their voice. Um, It's a lot easier to ghost someone too when you're just chatting with them through email, right? So something like that. And then also I always was very encouraging about having open communication, open dialogue, allowing them to be transparent. And that's something that all my clients have appreciated was allowing them to tell me their concerns and not just sending off and, you my actually listening. and, being like, and me actually listening right not mm-hmm. just being like here's what I have take it or leave it let me know what you pick goodbye it was mm-hmm. um you know being able to be like this is what I offer but I really want to hear what you need like and let's work on that from there and I think that honestly that's like what's definitely helped me get my bookings was just making people feel comfortable because you don't want to be The last thing you want to feel is uncomfortable with your vendor. And the one thing I definitely want to stress is like that experience will create an impact. Like we can all make pretty photos. Like anyone can pick up a camera. We can make beautiful photos. But your relationship with the client doesn't end after you uh, you hand over your photos. Like the relationship you had with them is a lasting impact forever. And the last thing you want is for them to look at their photos and be like, yeah, you know, she took great photos. But it was not fun working with her. So that's for me, the main priority.
0: Love that. Hey, I've got two big last questions for you. One is what advice can you give to people that are uh, just starting out right now? What shortcuts can you give or what like meaningful thing that you wish that you heard, you know, 12 months ago?
1: I guess honestly the biggest thing, and we all are at fault for this all the time is please don't compare yourself to others. You know, this is a marathon, not a race. You don't want to compare your starting line to someone's finish line. It's just, it's so discouraging. And if you are going to look at others, you know, go to people for inspiration and not so you feel, you know, down on yourself. And that's definitely something I did in the beginning was I started to really identify Um, If something was inspiring me or something was making me feel bad about myself. And then I started to strip away those little things and be honest with yourself. Assess how you feel. This is supposed to be a fun experience, right? So take away all the stuff that, you know, puts a wedge in you moving forward and follow and absorb all the opportunities around you that will help you move forward. Because again, this is supposed to be fun and it's for you.
0: And we have to make it fun. You know, we have to cut out all the things that we hate about our job because we are the boss. And if you are hating work, then you are a shitty boss to yourself.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. I know. I'm the best boss in the world. I'm so happy.
0: (laughs) The last question is, what are your dreams from here? Like what, where do you see yourself going? And uh, what are your big ambitions? What are your big unrealistic goals?
1: Oh, my goodness. I mean i just like look back at last year when i i had no idea what the heck i was doing and i had nothing and i achieved really big things and i still feel like my goals are so small but some of the big things I really want to see for myself um, are doing really big destination weddings. Mm-hmm. I just held my first content day this past weekend, actually. And it was like such a success. It went so well. I was so happy. So Congratulations. To see myself. Thank you so <laughs> much fun. So I would love to see myself doing more of that. I think I'm um, I thrive in a good like leadership position. So I definitely want to be able to offer um, more advice and education to my fellow photographers that are like starting out like me and help people build a portfolio and stuff like that. So those are like my big ones, kind of seeing how can I become more of a leader and um, how can I make my job even more fun?
0: That's so cool. I'm going to ask you one more because I kind of asked you before and then I cut you off. But like, tell me about some of the big wins that you've had in the last 12 months, because you've worked so hard. You've got so much to be proud of. And I know you've shared many with me already, but I want to hear from you. Like, what are some of the things that have made you proud?
1: oh my goodness well making it on the podcast was pretty wild to me Uh, I'm not gonna lie (laughs) and um I mean in a financial sense like I am just a handful of weddings away from hitting my goal and my goal was way bigger than I could have ever imagined for myself like I am close to tripling now my salary at my old job which is just so crazy to me and I know it's not all about the finances, and but it's just so. um, Ah, It's a good reward, though.
0: You know that it's like all this work that you've done, and then you've got like proof right there. It's
1: actual tangible proof that like I'm I'm doing what I'm I'm meant to do, and I'm doing really (laughs) well at it. I think that, and I'm getting now like more than ever my ideal clients, and for me, that's the biggest win. Everyone who works with me is working for me because they want to work, like they want to work with me. And that was always big. I wanted to skip that from the beginning because I think I heard from a lot of photographers, you know, you're gonna to have to second shoot X amount of weddings. You're gonna to have to shoot these types of weddings before you shoot anything that you want to shoot. And yeah, I'm just that's like true. no, I'm yeah, <laughs> that's limiting belief. I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna be full time and I'm gonna shoot the weddings I want to shoot. And do it your that's way. just been so big for me. Exactly. And I already booked a couple destination weddings for this year and next year. And I don't know how that came about, but I don't know if it was manifestation or whatever, but yeah, I'm doing pretty big things like lately.
0: That's so cool. (laughs) You must be so proud. I'm happy just hearing all this stuff, you know, it's, it's such a fun journey. And when you get into the flow where you feel like you're making a difference, you're running the life that you want to live and you're doing it your way without all the rules. I think it's um very liberating and, and an empowering like a place to be.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It's been a wild ride, but like I, and I don't know, it's just been the most humbling experience. I'm forever grateful because I never thought I could really make a life like this for myself, but here i am i'm loving here it, it here it is yeah
0: um Re- rebecca where can we find you on instagram and say hi and thank
1: you yeah find me on instagram it's adventure out.photography please come say hi i love to make new friends um and if you're ever in vancouver call me up let's go on a hike let's grab a coffee i would love to meet you
0: yay and thank you so much for jumping on the podcast and sharing your story and um inspiring those that want to quit their job and and get out of the nine to five to start the to start the (laughs) 24-7 yeah
1: you can do it everyone thank you so much for having me